the smallest things can trigger us sometimes. If you often find yourself asking, why did I react like that? Or why did that affect me so much? Or simply stating something like, wow, that hit a nerve. Then you're in the right place. Join Candace Fraser and Natalie Collar for a fortnightly chat discussing life's different triggers, upbringings, self-reflections and projected opinions, and the art of embracing self-compassion to overcome emotional setbacks. The conversations are candid, real, authentic, and filled with helpful tips. So join us and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Stop, I've Just Been Triggered, a safe place where we're discussing triggers, trauma, and just working through them. And today we're going to chat about helplessness, trauma, and triggers. Hey, Candice. Hey, Nat. How are you going today? Good, thank you. Um, I thought maybe we could just open by you giving a little explanation about helplessness to the listeners. Yeah. And you know what? I think everyone's probably going to be pretty familiar with this. I think there's mm-hmm. been times in our life when we've we've really experienced a feeling of of being helpless in situations. Mm. Um, the last two years, maybe the, you know, COVID. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when things are out of your control, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it is. It it's, makes you feel helpless, uh, mm. and. Uh, really, uh, I think by definition, it's a feeling or a sense that you're unable to act or react mm. in mm. a situation that feels negative. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to being triggered to feel helpless, that will stem from earlier experiences in childhood where as a child you were left to feel helpless. Mm-hmm. It's it's like they well when I did my counselling um, diploma and stuff it's it's learnt helplessness they call yeah, it yeah yeah and it's it's basically that the trauma that you, you experience creates this learned helplessness mm. um, you know where it's a state that occurs you know after you've had a ex- extremely stressful experience or mm. um, situation that's like repeatedly happened. Yeah, And you just feel like you're just unable to control or change the situation. Mm. And that's a really important bit because this, this is where change comes into it and people feeling helpless in situations where there is a choice. Mm. Um, when they've learnt that helplessness. They can't see that. Bingo. Mm. Yeah. So mm. basically even if the opportunity presents itself and change becomes available, they can't act on it. Mm. because they feel helpless Mm. Mm. yeah through no fault of their own oh absolutely that's right and this it's trauma it's grief it's stress isolation Mm. depression Mm. Mm. um you know as a child you're limited by what you can do to meet your own needs Um, exactly so you know if you've got a parent who was emotionally unavailable or who yelled a lot Mm. and didn't help meet your needs um physically emotionally whatever it is Mm. as you progress through life um maybe you're in a relationship Mm. and your partner raises their voice because they're annoyed or frustrated it might not even be directed at you Mm. but you're triggered back into that feeling of helplessness Mm. 
that was there when you were a child and you couldn't meet your own needs. Yeah, exactly. And 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 it's a good point that you brought up, you know, that emotionally absent parent. Mm. But, you know, there's a lot of other things with helplessness. It could be that you were neglected, like they yeah. were neglectful. Mm-hmm. It could be abuse. Abuse yep. is a really big one. Um, you know, basically any situation where a ch- the child is feeling insecure, inadequate or helpless mm. at the outcome, that'll really trigger it. Um, and it's, it's a really tough one because, like you said, you take it into your adulthood. Mm. And, and I, I often link the, that to the freeze response. So, yeah, it, you, know, yeah. we, you know, we know about flight and flight. fight. Yeah, because we, it's the one everyone talks about. Everyone yeah. goes, oh, yeah, it's, it's flight and flight. But there's freeze and that's that helplessness. You just literally don't know what to do. Yeah, you just, you just stop in your tracks. You're yeah. frozen. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah, lost. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And and so it's it it's sort of um it's a tricky one because that helplessness can happen with relationships. Well, it could mm-hmm. even be things like poverty, um, you mm. know, around exactly what you said, like your needs being met. Mm. Um, and then you can again take that into your adulthood and and it just it's triggered. Um, Absolutely. You know, if you're lacking in anything, you know. Mm. So it's a, it's a really big one. And as you touched on before, like the last two years, I do wonder what impact that's going to have on our young people as they move mm. into adulthood mm. because they have been helpless in this situation, you know, mm. can't go to school, can't hang out with friends and, and their needs, they're mm. at pivotal ages, uh, you know, friends are more important than family, just ask my kids. <laughs> like it's... <laughs> And it's hard, like that will leave an imprint in their heart that mm. will be there and likely triggered in some way as an adult. Mm. Yeah, and, and it's it's an interesting one, like you said, Candace, because that was like a forced, a forced, sorry, helplessness. Like, yeah. you know, no one knew what they could do in that situation. No. And the rules changed rapidly and overnight, you know, basically mm. things would sort of, we were in lockdowns, we weren't. So I feel like it, it will have an effect, although I feel most parents these days probably knew enough to protect their kids from truly getting a grasp of the impact it was having. You know, yeah. try to make it as comfortable as you could. I hope so, um, yeah. You, we, we can only hope, you know, but it, it's, it's the problem with this kind of helplessness and, and that trigger is it, it basically makes people indecisive in the long run. They, mm. they can't kind of make decisions. Yeah. Um, they don't know how to act. They kind of, what do I do? You know, literally that's that's the question that comes to mind because they, they've never been put in that position. No. And, and the other thing that can stem from, which is less commonly discussed, is when you've had everything done for you. you do, yeah. Right. So suddenly so you've so got to do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. So it's that real, it's a tricky one as parents because, we want to give our kids everything. We want to be there for them and, you know, help them as much as we can. But it has to be that little bit of autonomy and that independence because struggle even. Yeah, yeah, it does. You have to have that little bit of perseverance happening in their Mm. own life because otherwise if they've had everything done for them, they can feel helpless Mm. in situations because, you know, when you're an adult and you go, but hang on a second, someone should be doing this for me. 
you get labeled entitled yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. and no one's going to do it for you. <laughs> um, so if you don't know how to make those decisions and, you know, that that's a consequence, then again, that will trigger that, that helplessness feeling, mm. you know, another one that really springs to mind for me is, is grief. Um, oh yeah. So as a child, if you've lost someone, a parent maybe, or a sibling, someone who's, who's really, really important, mm. um, I mean, in that situation, you feel helpless. It's so completely mm. out of your control. Mm. And then as you move into adulthood, the thought about losing a loved one mm. can trigger feelings of helplessness or even trigger you to not make those connections mm. um, to mm-hmm. avoid feeling helpless. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's that freeze, right? Mm, um, absolutely. Freeze, freeze and denial is probably mm. the two ones that come up with, with grief, I think. Yeah. Where, like you said, it, it can really, it can almost bring it flooding back too quickly, you know, and you feel even though it may not be helpless completely and it's it's a stage of life or whatever it may be, whether mm. it's, um, you know, like you said, I think you're talking about grief in the passing of someone's sense. Yeah, but it can um, be in... But it can also All mean ending yeah. a relationship or, yeah. yeah, so many different ways of grieving. Mm. But it can be a massive trigger. Um, you know, it, it can really feel isolating. But, again, like you said, it can also be the opposite, um, you know, as we were discussing earlier, that you can't make decisions. It's mm. almost like you deny it. It's mm. even happening. Um, so, you know, there's many masks to helplessness. And oh, there really are. Yeah, and yeah. many reactions to it too. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, 100%. And, and it's just when we think things are out of our control, there's research that even shows that uh, our motivation to react mm. without even having trauma in the past mm. is subdued when we um, feel that control over a situation is lost. Mm. So when we have an emotional trigger or trauma or experience that really is um, making us feel helpless. As you said at the start, Nat, even when the situation changes Mm. and change is possible, it's really hard to take back that control. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, you can really feel stuck. I think very, that's, Mm. that's the sad thing about helplessness. And, um, it's you almost I think sometimes with helplessness this the sad thing is is you start to either abuse or neglect yourself as well definitely definitely yeah. so it's like yeah. there's a follow-on effect of that where um you know you might this negative self-talk might start um mm-hmm. you're you know you're useless you can't do this you can't move on from this you can't cope you know yeah. you've never been good at this it can sort of really keep you in that holding pattern of a dark space mm. And, you know, it can lead to depression. Definitely. Helplessness can quickly lead to depression as yes. well. And anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety, yeah. depression. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, so it, it's it's not an easy one to navigate. Um, not at but, all. And, not and, at all. And again, as adults, we've got lots of triggers. So, you know, if you we do, help, yeah. If you if you felt helpless as a child in a situation, you know, maybe your parents split up, um, you then get into an adult relationship. There's a bit of turbulence. You're starting to relive that. You feel that that's the outcome that's going to yeah. happen. Um, 
because it's familiar because it's yeah yeah Yeah. and then you won't get that out of your head I I think that's the whole thing about helplessness is it it, it exacerbates it's exacerbated and it it just basically plays over and over Mm. and you can't see a way of controlling the situation or changing the outcome of the situation Mm. that's what's a little bit weighty about this topic yeah it yeah it is it, it is a heavy one and, and mm. it's a hard one to navigate uh, I think it's also um maybe important to just point out that helplessness is different to having a victim mentality mm. Mm. Uh, um without sounding judgy or harsh a, a victim mentality includes behavior that's perhaps a bit manipulative mm. Um, or you feel like you're owed something Mm. and you're seeking out sympathy from others um, or pretending like you can't help yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think sometimes it can be hard to differentiate helplessness and victim mentality. And for some, it's about having an honest conversation with yourself Mm. Mm. about am I actively playing the victim role here mm. or am I genuinely experiencing oh. helplessness yeah yeah exactly exactly and 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 the thing is is like I think that's a really good point and knowing when to distinguish the two like mm. you know it could be that like a really good example and it's a very basic example is just people learned helplessness in adults which is again like we said it's it's a it's formed from a trigger it's a response it's like a trigger response or it's formed from a traumatic experience Mm. as from your youth would be something like you know you want to quit smoking you tried heaps but you continue to smoke Mm. um, because you believe you'll always be a smoker and that's that can be that kind of it's a hopeless situation um a lot of women you hear that with their dietary habits like Mm. um no genetically I come from a big family I can't lose weight Mm. that's it's just who I am I'm always going to be this way which Mm. again we're not judging here no but it's just they're just examples of how that mentality that helpless mentality Mm. which is it's always going to be like this Mm. I can't change it and it's you know sorry no 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 sorry I interrupt I was just going to say it's a belief like the belief is real you really believe it Mm, but mm. it's taking yes. that mindful approach to life to objectively ask yourself, yeah, is this really true? Yeah, exactly. And and I was just about to say that. So another one you'll see this in is domestic abuse situations. Mm. Um, because if if a woman's experienced domestic abuse and they've left several times, um, you know, they've gone to a trusted source and they're doing it. They're doing really well, mm. but the person may believe that they will never escape the abuser. Yeah. So even when help and support is available, they may return to that situation. Mm. And, and it sounds, you know, for those who are like rational thinkers and, and so, oh, no, no, but it's your choice. It's not. But- for some people, it's not that easy. Yeah. Um, helplessness kicks in and they say this situation is what it is. And that's it. I'm bound to it. Um, that's what learned helplessness is all about, you know, and that that's what we're trying to kind mm. of and we kind have of address. This, 
inbuilt with domestic violence, an inbuilt, um, I don't know, system that returns to home. So Mm, if mm. your home has included domestic violence, it's familiar, but it's home. Mm. So Mm. you're naturally inclined to go there. So it's really difficult. Mm. It's really, really difficult. I, I don't envy anyone in a domestic abuse situation. Mm. Very, very tough. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's, it's a really tricky one. um, Candice helplessness, learned helplessness, because basically eventually the person almost gives into defeat. Mm. And so because they've got this oh, deeply, yeah, this deeply self-worth has taken a being there. Yeah. So that because they've got this deeply held sense that they will never get their needs met, mm. um, they just admit defeat. Yeah. And so the, the situation is what the situation is. Mm. There can't be anything better and they can't be anything different. Yeah. And so it is heartbreaking. Hopelessness can really, mm. really be heartbreaking. Um you know, there's also things like, you know, shame, um, shame yeah. of failure. You know, um, we a lot of people carry that into adulthood from when they're children. Um, you know, it becomes a definition of who they are. If they fail, this is who I am. I fa- I'm a failure. Yeah. You know, I, I can't do this. And so that helplessness, again, is, is concreted in and they, they're stuck in that role. Mm. And it's never going to get better, mm. you know. So, you know, there's there's ways you can work through your triggers um, mm. around helplessness, and and the main thing we need to know is is not it's not hopeless. No. <laughs> you you can you can uh, heal and regain your power mm. um, because basically helplessness is a loss of power. Mm. Um, so, do you want to take? Do you, do you maybe want yeah. to take us through some of the ways we can work through this trigger with yeah. around helplessness? Absolutely. So um, I know we have talked a lot about the RAIN process, the mindful RAIN process, mm. which is all about, you know, recognizing the emotion when you're feeling it, allowing it to be there, not denying it, just allowing mm. it, mm. Uh, investigating where it stems from, and then nurturing. Mm. So it's it's a beautiful, mindful process. When there's trauma attached, however, this process can be really hard and you'll mm. likely mm. need support um, mm. from a therapist, a psychologist, from maybe a trusted friend. Mm. Um, but the RAIN process is just such a beautiful, mindful process for working through, um, well, any triggers. Yeah, um, it's it's a gentle way, isn't it? It's a really nice, um, gentle approach, and it's look like Candice said, it can be confronting when you're dealing with trauma. People don't realize, but to heal trauma, you have to feel it. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but you almost have to really go into it. You definitely um, do. Yeah, yeah, and only by then going into it can you release it. Mm. Um, so it, like Candice said doing this on your own you know rain's a great tool like it's incredible but it's really good when you're dealing with triggers and trauma to have a support network have someone 100%. to work through yeah it's, 100%. it's um 
And especially when you're talking about triggers around self-worth, um, you know, because really helplessness does revolve around that, mm. um, you know, a, a, and, and ability and so forth. Yeah. So you, you do need support to go through that because it will hurt. Mm. And, and it's, well, yeah, it sounds horrible, no. but it's meant to because you have to feel it. Yeah. You have to feel it to move through it. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. we're just burying it back down. Exactly. And, and yeah, we're just going to relive it over and over and over mm. again. So. Which isn't fun either. <laughs> no, that's right. But that's that's a great one, Candice. Yeah. That, that's a really good way to work through triggers. Another thing that you can do is to just try and become aware of what triggers those particular feelings, mm. what mm. triggers that helpless response so that you can be mindful. Uh, maybe you notice a pattern moving Mm. into a trigger that you can kind of go hang on a sec I can see it coming so Mm. you can prepare yourself yeah um positive self-talk can be really helpful um mantras affirmations Natalie Mm. is the mantra queen um (laughs) don't know about that (laughs) I feel like you're you're pretty on top of it this positive self-talk you know, oh. every every negative thought we have, we have to reinforce 10 positive thoughts uh-huh. to override it. So yeah. mantras are really, 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 really good yeah. for that rewiring. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's sometimes affirmations can feel fake. And so oh, totally. Yeah. Um took me a, a long time of, to believe in them. I'll admit yeah, that. Yeah, look, I, and look, I, I love affirmations because I just think anything positive that we're telling ourselves, the universe, anything we are, is a fantastic thing. Hmm. Positivity is is definitely a key into having a um, a more fulfilling life, right? Yeah. And that's not false positivity because we have to understand that there are the ebbs and flows of life. But hmm. it, it's just just having that kind of positive words around you. Yeah. But, um, you know, positive self-talk is not as easy as everyone thinks it is. And, you know, it's, you have to first catch the negative self-talk yep. and then you've got to reword it mm-hmm. and you've got to question it and you've got to investigate it. And you've got to say, hey, why do I believe that? Or yeah. what was I told in order for me to think that? Yeah. Um, but like Candice said, it's, a, it's an incredibly powerful thing to, um bolster yourself up you Mm. know to to be able to talk to yourself in that manner Mm. and then mantras Candice are my favorite (laughs) you go um I I really love mantras because to me it's not like an affirmation um it's slightly different it's something that's done in repetition Mm. it's something that's meant to be repeated and it's something that resonates with you so it doesn't feel fake you're not just saying I am you know I am uh, full of ability, you know what I mean? Like something yeah. like that. And, and you're going, no, I feel help, helpless, you know. Mm. Um, a mantra would be something like, you know, this situation may not be what I, I'm seeing right now. Or mm. it may be something where you're, you're just saying, um, you're, you're questioning what, you're seeing at the moment or Mm. you're affirming something that it actually is real about it so i'm not helpless you know there is help available and Mm. so when you're sort of doing that 
uh, you're not just saying I am helpful because you're not going to believe that. Mm. You're actually just saying, no, no, brain, stop. Mm. Stop and think for a sec. Let's pause. Mm. There is help available. And then because you ask that question or you make that statement, the bank brain goes, oh, where is their help available? Yeah. Right? So then you start to question things and then you start to look for it. Mm. And you don't even do that really on a conscious level. It happens subconsciously. Yeah. But that's why I love mantras so much. Mm. Sorry, that's me me waffling on about No, no, not at all. (laughs) I think it's fabulous. And I love um, in EFT or or tapping, the setup Mm. statements are acknowledging what's happening and even though that's happening, reinforcing some positives. So it would be, even though I'm feeling helpless in this moment, I'm still open to the idea of loving and respecting myself or doing, you know, acknowledging what is. Yeah. And acknowledging that that's okay to feel that. Yeah. But I'm going to hold it with compassion. I'm going to hold it with love. Um, Just makes it a little more gentle to dive into and and do the work. Oh, exactly. And the thing is, look, remember, our thoughts aren't facts. So often what will happen is we'll have a thought and because it's triggered by an emotion, connection Mm. within our body, a physical connection, we'll panic. Mm. Um, and that's where hopelessness can kind of spiral out of control but when we stop and when we acknowledge I'm having a a moment where I feel helpless I'm not helpless though or you know it's okay to feel like this but I need to also look for the positive in it Mm. um it just kind of changes it like you said it softens it a little bit in the approach and you tend to be more open to like having a little internal dialogue about mm. what's actually happening and how you're feeling yeah yeah no, they're all great that. great points Candice um I think the last one we have to mention because it's important is you could always get therapy oh um, definitely see a so, counselor yeah see, see a, a psychologist be a therapist so, yep. exactly yep. you know and and if you're not into the conventional you can go down the um you know, unorthodox as in the more holistic. Yeah. Um, you could see a holistic counselor, you could see a therapist, you could have some kind of a healing therapy done. Yeah. Whatever helps you move beyond it, um, you know, and work your way through those helplessness triggers. Because this one, like we said, is a it's quite a weighted one and it will affect a lot of areas in your life. Yeah. Um, when you kind of get stuck in that mode of learned helplessness. It can show up anywhere, mm. um, you know, at work, while you're, yeah, relationships. Work, relationship, parenting yep. style, um, you know, when you, if you're part of a sports team or some kind of a, a club, yeah. it can show up in any aspect in your life. Even um, in your budget, in like everything, oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 So it's quite a big one that uh, that's one that I would absolutely say, please try to work through that and get some help on it. Um only because you are not helpless and things are not hopeless. Mm. So just because you were in a situation that appeared that way and a situation that built that foundation for you to believe that all situations alike would be helpless, it's not necessarily what the narrative really is. And so in order to actually live your life free, and to try new things 
and to see opportunities and to grow as a human and have a real full human experience wholeheartedly, you need to kind of move beyond this one. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And with that pep talk, we might wrap <laughs> up this episode. Wise words from the lovely Natalie. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed this little chat about helplessness. It's something that we've all experienced. But when you've got that trauma or neglect or lack of control mm. throughout your childhood, it can just pop up everywhere. So yeah. just look out for it. Don't necessarily go diving in and assuming that it's there but just keep an eye out next time you recognize those emotions that pop up that that trigger you Mm. um, when you're exploring it just know that helplessness is is something that can cause a lot of triggers yeah absolutely great great summary candace and um, we'll see you guys again next fortnight